Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, I can't stress that enough. We must obey what God is saying. It's not philosophy. It's not just one of those good old sayings that, that your parents or grandmother or auntie or somebody came up with. or But it's the word of God. Is the word of God, and that's what we must obey. We must obey what God has to say, not our personal feelings, not what, what other people are saying, but what does God have to say about what is going on? What is he saying about the situation that you're in? What is he saying about the situation the neighborhood is in, the community, the world? What is he saying about it? We'll find it in the word of God. Don't need a prophet to come through and speak it. You, you read the word, you'll see it with your own eyes. Now, when God sends a prophet, it may be a Jonah of 2023. And so when Jonah went into the city and preached, everybody that heard the word, and they heard the word, because the king heard it. And when the king heard it, he sent out a decree and everyone went on a fast. They even included the animals in the fast. Nobody was to eat anything. I don't know because I wasn't there, but I just believe that it included everybody. Now I, I say that because some people will say, well, my children, Johnny, he should not have to fast. I'm sorry, there's a day where Johnny needs to fast. Yeah, Johnny's of age. Johnny knows right from wrong. He's not just a child. That's why he sneaks into things because he knows what's right and what's wrong. He knows the order that's been given. And he knows what he's going to sneak and watch on his iPad or phone or when you're not looking. He knows what, you know, things that you hope they don't learn at such a young age. So they need to fast and they need to pray. And so the king told everybody, nobody was doing anything except fasting and humbling themselves that day when the message came through. Well, we're in the book of Genesis. We're in the book of Genesis and I'm yet excited about Genesis. I'm excited about the word of God, and I hope you are as excited as I am. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. We are blessed. We are a blessed group of people. And so I want to invite you to join in with us and be blessed as well. Now, if you are blessed where you are attending service, then be faithful. 
be faithful. I, I really want to encourage you to be faithful to your assembly. Support your ministry financially. That is the will of God. Support your pastor by being an encouragement. And the best way you can be an encouragement is through obedience. Be obedient. That makes life easier. You know, it's, it's much easier when a child is obedient. As some of us learn that I was not an obedient child. I kept my mother woke at night. But so did my siblings, too. But when she saw the change, she knew that God had did something. And she also came to the same church, got saved, dedicated her life unto the Lord, because she saw such a difference that God had made in my life. And so obedience, obedience, our obedience makes a difference, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. Now, we're in the book of Genesis, as stated. You know, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from general to the particulars, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We are touching the creation and a principal person who is the cosmological cause of all things. And that is God himself. He is the teleological, the designing mind, behind everything. He's the designing mind behind everything. And so tonight, I want to just talk a little bit, and I do mean a little bit. Yes, I'm going to stick to that word a little bit. I'm not going to say I won't be long because I don't plan on that, but just want to touch on a little bit of things. Just want to encourage you with, with these words, and that is don't give them a chance. Don't give them a chance. Don't give them them or don't give those i'm gonna say those things a chance don't do it now we read in genesis and i and and we're i'm gonna read the 11th verse here it says and when the file when the files came down upon the carcasses abram drove them away father in the name of jesus thank you lord for your goodness and grace Thank you for your mercy, keeping us throughout this day. Thank you for your kindness. You've been so good to us. You've been good to us. Lord, and we want to thank you, Lord God, not just for what you've done for us, but you enabled us to be kind to others, be considerate, to be helpers one to another. Lord God, and so we thank you for uh, blessing us to walk with awareness. Lord Jesus, uh, Help us, Lord God, to honor you by walking in obedience to your word. Lord, continually help us keep your word. Lord, you said if we live in your word, if we abide, if we keep your commandments and live in your statutes, then we'll, we'll live in them. It becomes part of our character, our behavior. And it, uh, Lord, we want to be consumed in your word, that we live by your word. We're not just a bunch of noise talking about it, but our lives display what you want to see. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Lord God, remember those that may be sick among us. Lord, remember, touch Cheryl, Lord, in her body. Lord, remember others that have requested prayer. Remember unspoken prayer requests, Lord God. I ask that you would bless them according to thy will. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Genesis, the 11th verse, 15th chapter, 11th verse says, and when the files came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Now, I want to read a few more other verses here in Numbers 13 and 33. It says, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight, in our own eyes, in our own eyes, in our own mind, our own concept, our own thinking, in our own mind as grasshoppers. When we looked at them and compared ourselves to them, we was nothing. We was very small on the scale. And so we were in their sight. For verily I say unto you, Okay, let me not pass that. And so we were in their sight. How, now they might be giants, but how do you know what's in their mind? How do you know? Unless they voice it, unless they display it, you don't know what's on their mind. But in their mind, they were as grasshoppers. All right, Matthews. Matthew 13, 17 through 19 says, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and ye have not, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. So the Lord is making a point here, and he says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart, that he, that is he which receives seed by the wayside. And so the Lord is explaining to them that when, when you go to church, let's say when you go to the synagogue, when you go to uh, Solomon's pool, when you sit in on the steps, when you're listening, when you're driving down the street, you're listening to, and you're listening to, or you have work, maybe you're starting your day or ending your day, and, and you're listening to Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone of Grace, um, you know, and and the word of God comes in as something that you don't understand, you need to ask a question. Because if you don't ask about what you don't understand. Don't make no assumptions. We, we make too many assumptions uh, and it's not good for us. If you don't ask, uh, the Bible says here, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understand it not, there are a lot of people that went to church on Sunday and here we are on Wednesday. Some went to Bible class on Tuesday. Some are in Bible class tonight and they're going to hear the word and they're not going to understand something said, will they ask the question? Now, it is the responsibility of the, of the ministers. Remember the book, in Ephes book of Ephesians, uh, Paul is ministering and he takes a text from the book of Psalms. And he said that he laid captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men, some pastors, uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. And, and so he gave it for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying. And so until we all come to a certain measure in Christ Jesus, our comparison is not the, not one another. We don't compare ourselves to the person next to us. 
Now we might see attributes in someone and say, wow, I like that. I want to have that attribute. I, I want, you know, to have that. They, they walk in a certain, uh, their demeanor and how they walk. I, I like that. And I want to grow up and be like that. And now we don't know what it took for them to get there. But sometimes we see people and we like, hey, you know, and, and, and it's in the natural too. Oh, the, I, I like that person, the way they sing, and I want to sing like that. And so I practice, you know, and of course that practice really means practicing, not pretending. And that's in all areas of life. Now, we don't know what they may have got gone through to get there. But the Bible tells us to measure up to Christ. That's our ultimate goal is to be like Christ. And so with that being said, it is a responsibility of the ministers to, to help you get there. It's their responsibility. So you shouldn't feel intimidated that you, well, I don't want to ask them because it's going to look like I don't know. No, please ask. The Bible says that that is a responsibility of the ministers and that is to edify. So if they're not edifying, if they just, if they're just flesh on parade, just sounding good, making a lot of noise, you know, um, you know, and people like that. The Bible said that in the last days, people would seek, um, they would have itchy ears and they'll be seeking people, uh, not a sound doctrine, but people that just make them feel good and, you know, and just and preach a good message, almost like singing a good song. But what about the word? The word that washes us, makes us clean. Sometimes a washing does not feel good. And now we were laughing Sunday. We were going to breakfast and, and talking and enjoying that moment. And um, and I was me and my brother. My brother was was with us and we were kind of reminiscing about combing our hair as children. You know, our, your mom would say, go and comb your hair. And you you and your little afro, you went to go comb your hair and you thought you did a pretty good job because you kind of picked at the top of your head. You didn't touch the side, the, your little sideburns. You didn't touch the, the edge or the neck or behind the ears. So after you did what you wanted to do with it, then my mom as we were laughing about it, she would she would then comb our hair for us. And so there we did the flinch dance. You know, we were flinching all over the place because she was getting all the little naps and things that we had not touched. And it felt good when she was done, but it didn't feel good in that moment. It's just like being washed by the word of God. It feels good afterwards, but sometime in that moment, it does not feel good. A good washing to remove the spots and to get the stains out don't feel good. It's going to require some some scrubbing. It's going to require some rubbing. It's going to require some work. And, and so uh, in order to, to cleanse. And so uh, the word of God is what we need for that because he's coming back for a church without spot. So you got to get the spots out. He's coming for, back for a church without wrinkles. Got to get the wrinkles out. You know, want to be pristine. 
when the Lord comes, he's looking for his bride to be pristine. And so there's a responsibility for each individual, each of us to ask what we don't know. And it doesn't mean that the person you're asking is going to have an answer. Uh, please accept that if they say, I don't know, then they don't know. Give them a chance to go and search it out and give them a chance to dig into it. They should come back to, to you with an answer and not see you and walk the other way or duck behind something, you know, that they should be uh, unforgetful of the fact that you have an answer. That elder, that teacher, that evangelist, that pastor, whomever they are, should be digging into it, not to give you a generic answer, but give you an answer. Give you a answer that is edifying to your soul. Because you may need that question answered so that you can give it to someone else. It may come up again. So those that hear the word, I'm running out of time here. When they heard the word, the kingdom, they, uh, they understood it not. And the Bible said, then come the wicked one. The wicked one comes and uh, catches it away from which it was sown in that heart it catches away. It sees that it's still on the surface. It's not, it has not made its way into the ground so that it can spring forth and prosper, but it's there on the surface of your heart and the wicked one will steal it away. Now, remember, we're talking, don't give them a chance. Don't give it a chance. Don't give those things a chance to happen. Don't let it happen. Now, remember, they saw them as giants in their own eyes, their own eyes. Oh, my God, look, they're bigger than we are. And they may have been physically bigger than they are. That's OK. That makes the victory even more sweeter. They can be much larger. The challenge can be very big, but the, the bigger the challenge, the greater the reward. You, you have to remember that. The bigger the challenge, the greater the reward. So when they looked at the giants and said, wow, you know, they're big. And then they turned around and said that, that so in their eyes, the eyes of the giants, we're, we're nothing but grasshoppers too. They had went a little too far. Now they have allowed that thing a chance. It started with their own mind. And that's really what I, where I want to get to tonight is your, your own mind, your own perception is what causes you to miss things, to miss out on looking for the blessing, look and receiving the blessing, believing on the blessing because you think of yourself and say, well, I cannot or um, I should not believe that that's not for me. But if you're hearing it, God is talking to you. Now, you know, as as a child, that you may have told your own child, you have children that, you know, OK, you guys, they might have been cutting up, acting crazy all day long, acting, just acting silly like we used to act. And you tell them, as maybe you were told, that if you stop, you'll get a treat. If you slow down, calm down a little, come on, come on. And so you get them to calm down as much as you can by offering them a little something and they they start to calm down. They, it's, it slows down. You know, it might, might spike up a little bit, but then it slow down because they want that treat. They want that treat. And, and so 
but if you don't believe that you're going to get it, then you're not going to change. You're going, why am I going to stop doing that? You know, I'm, it's not, no, it is for you. It is for you. The message is for you. And so how you think is what makes the difference. The Bible says, such as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think that way, you're going to act that way. And eventually the action will become part of the character. It becomes part of the habit. You know, it becomes an attribute that you really don't, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. And so we have to be careful about our thoughts and how we see things. Now, the Bible says, The Bible said when the files of the air, the files came down uh, upon the carcass that Abram had drove them away. And that's the thing is that when when something is trying to come and take what you're doing, trying to take your prosperity away, trying to take your um, your sacrifice that you've made unto God away, trying to take things, you have to drive them away. So that means you have to drive away the thought. You have to drive away the other person that may be allowing the enemy to use them. You have to drive those things away that would uh, prevent you from doing something that is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, God had instructed Abram, told him to what to do, get get a couple of heifers, get a couple of get some birds, you know, and, and, and prepare them for a sacrifice. And so he went forth to do those things. And after he did it, the enemy came. The birds came to eat up what he had placed for the Lord, and he drove them away. So whatever you have that you have put before the Lord and the enemy comes, your thoughts, then you need to drive those thoughts away. When someone comes and they're speaking negative, you need to drive them away. Whatever comes that is going to impact and have a negative um uh, influence on what you are doing for God, you need to drive it away. Listen, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, it says, now I, Paul, beseech, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in present and based among you, I, I'm right now, I'm, I'm really dealing with some things, Paul, that's what Paul is saying. I'm at the lowest level, you know, I'm based among you, but seeing, but being absent, I'm bold toward what you do. So that's not stopping me from what I've got to say. But I beseech you that you may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. So he was dealing with some issues there. And he goes on to say, where with, I think, to be bold against some, which think of us as if we're walked according to the flesh now. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And that's what we're to do. It's our responsibility, just like um, 
Abram had to physically, he didn't pray, Lord, take those, make those files go away. No, no, because they would have, they would have ate up all the sacrifice and flown away with full bellies. But he drove them away, which mean, I don't know if he picked up a stick, you know, swung at them or what, but he made them leave before they could um, contaminate the sacrifice. He didn't allow that to happen. And that's what we have to do. The Bible tells us that that uh, that after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, uh, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy great reward. Now, that's the first verse there. And the I, I, reason I read that again is because I, I want you to write that down. I want you to make note of that. I want you to take that and pin it someplace. Put it on put it on front in front of you at work. Put it wherever you want to put it at so that you will remember this, what the Lord has said. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. When someone asks you, why are you smiling? Tell them that you're thinking about how great God is, that, that he's your shield and your exceeding great reward, that there's nothing better, nothing more satisfying than him than the God that you serve. And, and so I want to leave you with that. You know, we're not going to give 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 them or anything else a chance to devour the sacrifice that, that we're making. You know, we're making a sacrifice daily. The Bible tells us to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And so that enemy, even our flesh, our thoughts, our own thoughts. Remember, they, they were thinking everybody was giants and that they didn't have a chance. But your enemy, you're a threat to, your, to the enemy even on your worst day because God is on your side. And so with that being said, Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love and mercy throughout this day. Lord God, thank you for this short exhortation. You are our shield. You are our exceeding great reward. Lord, and I pray that your people remember this, that they express this, that they talk about you as their shield and exceeding great reward. Lord God, we honor you for who you are. Lord God, help us as we are defending, as we are uh, being uh, humble as doves and yet as cunning as serpents. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for your kindness in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory. Lord Jesus, uh, we just want to be the people that you're calling for in these last and evil days. In Jesus' name, amen. Continue to pray for us as we're praying for you, told you. Just wanted to leave you with some words of encouragement this evening. Something that you could, uh, that you're going to be able to take and share with someone else. And that, that's what we need to do, is to take the word of God. Take it and share it with someone else so that they will know that God is, the kingdom of God is near them. The kingdom of God is near wherever you are. The kingdom of God is there with you because you're a child of the King. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we're praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen.